Hello, and welcome to another episode of our Mental Health Podcast, where we discuss matters of the mind and how to understand those in need of support. Today, we'll talk about various unhealthy relationships with food and how you can help people who are struggling with eating disorders. What would you tell them? What advice can you share? And what would you better avoid saying? Let's dive right in. Eating disorders remain a hidden topic despite its widespread presence. Like other mental afflictions, those suffering from eating disorders will try to keep it a secret from others. But eating disorders are a mental illness, which affects both physical and psychological well-being. So, it's time to shed some light on the issue and help others step out from the shadows. What if someone you care about stopped eating? Or what if someone tries to escape their stress or problems by binge eating? Are those automatic signs of eating disorders? Let's start by considering the difference between an eating disorder and simply not being hungry. Loss of appetite can be caused by physical or psychological problems. Digestive issues, chronic disease, cancer, and certain medications are examples of medical conditions that impact appetite. A wide range of psychological troubles makes eating feel like a burden. Experiencing feelings of stress, anxiety, grief, or depression are among the reasons why someone may refuse to eat. Are physical and psychological reasons for a loss of appetite the same thing as an eating disorder? Restricting food intake can lead to an eating disorder. However, eating disorders are characterized by a conscious effort to stop eating to control one's weight and outer appearance. How do you know if a person is struggling with an eating disorder? Here are three yes or no questions that can help you identify the signs of an eating disorder. Let's begin. Does your friend constantly feel distressed about food or do they eat in secret? Does their weight fluctuate as they fixate on their body shape? Does your friend visit the bathroom multiple times during a meal and constantly use laxatives or enemas? These may indicate an eating disorder. If any of these questions describe someone you care about, we have some tips to help you prepare for a conversation with them. It does help to have some knowledge of the different types of eating disorders. To understand the two most prevalent types of disorders, we'll introduce you to Danny and Maria. Please note that any similarity to actual persons or events is purely coincidental. Danny is a young man who was in a toxic relationship where he was regularly body shamed. To cope with the pain of the breakup and emotional abuse, he developed an intense need to control what he ate. His aversion to solid food and obsession with exercise resulted in him losing nearly half of his weight in a short period of time. Despite his skeletal figure, he continues to compulsively work out. Danny suffers from anorexia nervosa. Maria is an upbeat, cheerful mother of two young children. She sits and has meals with her family at the dinner table and then eats large amounts of unhealthy snacks alone in the darkness of her closet. She admits to making herself vomit after eating, but insists that she feels relief from overeating afterward. Maria is struggling with bulimia nervosa. People struggle with a variety of eating disorders. For example, someone with a binge eating disorder regularly consumes an excessive amount of food and feels as though they cannot control how much they eat. Avoidant restrictive food intake disorder is thought of as extreme picky eating, but it can be dangerous because the person is not getting the adequate nutrition. Although it's similar to anorexia nervosa, people with this disorder don't fear weight gain. 
they may have a fear of choking or dislike the texture or taste of certain foods. Once you've learned more about the disorders, set a convenient time and place to talk with the person you're concerned about. Please avoid making the person feel guilty or forcing them to do something they're uncomfortable with. Use statements that start with I and describe how you feel. If the other person is in immediate medical or mental danger, contact emergency services. Some phrases you can use when talking to someone struggling with an eating disorder include, I'm here to talk whenever you need. I love you and I'm going to stay by your side. I trust you and I believe in you. Let's have fun together. You have an amazing smile. Remember that a person who has an unhealthy relationship with food is keenly aware of how they look and what they eat. Therefore, you want to stay away from talking about eating and their appearance. Let's consider this statement. I see you've lost weight. You look amazing. Praising weight loss, for instance, is a double-edged sword. On the one hand, you want to acknowledge the hard work and effort someone has put in to get into shape. On the other hand, commenting on someone's weight is like walking on a tightrope one small misstep and you're bound to create major problems. If someone says, I see you've been watching what you eat, keep up the good work. When someone hears that, they might feel flattered, but this might trigger negative emotions too. A flurry of questions might flood their mind. Did I look ugly before? Was I unworthy of attention before I lost weight? How will people feel about me if I gain weight? Should I stop eating? Do they know about my mental health struggles? Wow, one well-intentioned compliment really backfired, didn't it? The question is, why do we automatically assume that weight loss is the desired outcome of being physically healthy? Did you know that some people with eating disorders associate the word healthy with weight gain? Although we may think that telling a person that they look healthy is a compliment, it can cause distress for someone struggling to control their weight. Generally speaking, we should be mindful of how we compliment other people. Discussing another person's weight is the norm for diet-centric cultures. Can you count the number of times you've been bombarded with advertisements for weight loss pills, diet programs, or jokes about fat people? Complimenting or commenting on weight loss may trigger an array of negative emotions. The person on the receiving end of the so-called compliment about their weight might be experiencing grief, stress, depression, or struggling with their feelings and behaviors surrounding eating. Therefore, it's best to compliment someone on something non-appearance related. For example, I feel so happy around you, or you are incredibly talented. When we see someone we care about having a hard time, we instinctively want to help. We can all agree that helping is an act of kindness, but can you think of a situation where help actually harms a person? Is there such a thing as helping too much? In our next podcast, we'll answer these questions and more. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you join us for the next episode. Take care.